If you look at being an owner-operator six months ago, as long as you had experience and a good safety rating and you, you did a decent job, you had your pick of the litter across the industry on, on freight rates and, and what was out there. Now that the pendulum has swung back the other way, it's, hey, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't build any relationships. Right. I didn't invest in anything, you know, you got to put some away for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, we all know this goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down. And there's yeah. going to be compression at, at all levels, but yeah. I think you have to plan for it, to your point. You said something about as long as you have a good safety rating. And so, you know, in terms of the market and being able to evaluate that, where do you, where do you look to find out, you know, um, you know people's safety ratings? What's, is, there, is there a good tool? Is there a, a way in which, you know, you can do that in a reasonable way? And, fairly economical way? We do. We vet our carriers using multiple tools. I think the, the most current one that we are doing a beta program with is uh, Cassandra Gaines, Carrier Sure. Uh, you know, sharing what we are seeing and what we are looking to see when we vet our carriers. Uh, I think that's an industry-wide question, but I, I think that, you know, the Carrier Sure is bringing us a value and we're bringing carrier sure value by you know vetting the system and and sharing the knowledge and experience that we have as to what we would want to see or what we're looking for or what maybe needs uh, you know some tweaking so uh, yeah. definitely uh, been working working with that we use a couple other tools also uh, along with FMCSA uh, you know in your comparisons and then you look at your history Fortunately for us, we're pretty good size, so we usually have some level of history with many people, and yeah. that also is the that's part of the equation that you have to take in. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and I'm uh, always interested in talking to you know brokers and carriers and uh, and also shippers. I think it helps to understand sort of what's going on in the marketplace. But I'm curious, John, to uh, you know, it sounds like you guys are growing. I'm obviously excited for you in that way. I think you guys do a great job. We've done uh, a little work together and I'm very appreciative of that. But maybe give me a bit of sense for how you guys are growing and what you're doing to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Because I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's really as things get difficult, um, shippers are going to want to align with a company that's A, growing, and B, has something to differentiate themselves in the marketplace. Uh, good question. To, to answer that clearly, uh, last year we hit um, close to $350 million. Uh, we don't do much from an advertising perspective. All of our clientele uh, has, has been word of mouth based on service. So. I think we are known throughout the industry as being a higher level of commitment provider and a higher level of service provider. And you know, we look forward to growing. Uh, we have plans to grow again next year. You know, finish this year strong. We we would we should grow. Uh, the the big question for shippers is as their reduction in volumes coming and their reduction in line haul rates. You know, they're going to have a, another bucket that they have to, uh, a large increase for, which is fuel surcharge. Yeah. So I don't know that they'll net 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 out better at the end of this year mm -hmm. than they did last year. I don't think they will, um, but it won't just be in freight per se. It's going to be the fuel surcharge is going to be a, a major factor for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think uh, 
you know, I think the other area where I would love to sort of get your view on is like, you know, as a shipper, given all the things that are going on in the marketplace and all the challenges that we've been talking about, obviously there's some compression going on. There's some shifting from spot to other areas. Um, but curious, you know, if I'm a shipper and I'm looking to really contract for quarterly or semi-annually, how do you, you know, what do you think the appetite of that is with brokers right now? Well, I think it's always a healthy appetite. Again, it goes back to the business model and the, the relationship and the trust. Uh, I think you have to have an open-ended relationship at this point in time. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that, that nothing is written in stone today after the past 18 to 24 months. Uh, I don't know that I don't know that anybody says they can go, you know, long, long-term projecting cost. Yeah. But I think you have to, you have to handle it like your retirement. You know, you're going to plan for the the best and prepare for the worst. Yeah. And sure. somewhere in the middle is going to be the intelligent play, right? Yeah. And, sure. and I think you have to present that to your shippers, and you say, hey, you know, we're going to be reviewing this. If you want six-month pricing, no problem. We're going to review it and see where we are. Let, let's enter into something that's positive for both people. If this is a partnership, if, you, if you're wanting the level of service that we provide, the commitment level, the capacity guarantees, if you want, if you want all those things, they're there. Uh, now, I think in today's market, you have to look at it differently. I think you have to look at it as uh, long-term commitment and shorter-term pricing reviews. So you would recommend maybe, uh, you know, so from a shipper side, obviously one of the things that we're always trying to do is we're trying to uh, reasonably predict what our costs are going to be going forward. So the longer you can predict out, you know, those transportation costs, uh, you know, sort of into the future for the rest of the year, the better off you're, you're going to be, right? So it, obviously everybody's concerned about the P&L with compression, with the input costs going up on raw materials, overseas transit uh, costs going up, and now, you know, sort of over the road and, and uh, in LTL, you know, th those costs going up as well. And so being able to predict that's very, very useful. So, you know, I would, I would you know, think that, um, you know, having a, an alignment with a partner like yourselves, one that produce uh, high results, you know, really good on time rates and, and sort of confidence in making those deliveries for their customers would be of great value to a lot of other shippers, so. Well, we hope so. It's been successful. We don't see, uh, we don't see a turnover with our clientele. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally they use us uh, a lot of the time they use us in a value needed role mm -hmm. in their network. You know, everybody's got their pie, they slice it up how, how they like it and, right. and understanding where you fit, you know, uh, is, is a big part of being successful as a partner. Yeah, yeah. So. Good, John, well, I appreciate that. I mean, I think this is all very insightful. I mean, at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot of dynamics in the industry right now, a lot of changing dynamics, right? Uh, inflationary costs macroeconomic conditions, um, the war uh, over in uh, the Ukraine. I mean, there's so many variables uh, that, you know, companies have to be really thoughtful about who they're aligning with. And, and uh, you know, obviously being um, familiar with what's going on in the marketplace, this is 
these are all useful conversations. So I really appreciate that. Do you have any other uh, any other zinger questions? I know you usually have some some good uh, zingers that you're prepared to present. I think that I would leave this with a very simple statement it says uh, pricing equals your commitment and and from every perspective right so yeah. uh, if you take that into the partnership and you, you you can go to work from both sides and find some common ground yeah and, and strategies that bring value yeah good well uh, I only have one other area I wanted to talk about today, John, I want to get off topic just for a moment. Uh, as you well know, I'm a native uh, Ohioan, and although I've been gone for well over 30 years, I am curious uh, what the talk is back in Columbus about this coming season for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Are you, are you privy to that, and can you share uh, or at least be a prognosticator in this case about what you think is going to going to happen this coming season? Well, I think uh, from everything I've heard that it won't surprise me that, you know, if we're not a top three team. Of course, you know, the Buckeyes should be a top three team every year. I mean, that's just the way it's supposed to be. That's the way okay. it's drawn up, right? Yeah. But there again, every play is drawn up to be a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, every single play is supposed to be a touchdown. If all 11 guys do exactly what they're supposed to do on the offensive side of the ball, it's going to be a touchdown. And if yeah. everybody on the defensive side of the ball does exactly what they're supposed to do, nobody's getting a first down. From what I gather, I think we've picked up some more five-star receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we had a young quarterback last year that I think is going to be, you know, very nice this year as he matures. And settles in. Okay. Uh, so um, we lost a lot from the receiving perspective, uh, but I think we're ready to uh, reload at even a higher level. Yeah, but I think uh, doesn't doesn't Ohio State have a pretty good running back too coming back this year? Yeah, but I think that's I think that's normal. We just take that for granted here. Uh, <laughs> it's we, good to we, be a Buckeye, apparently. You, you it, just you just line them up, right? So well, how, how have we done against Oregon? <laughs> We, we actually dropped one last hey, year. Listen, living in Oregon does not re require you to be an Oregon Ducks fan or a Beaver fan, I assure <laughs> you. So, you know, as you well know, is when you're born and raised in Ohio, generally speaking, uh, your allegiance lies at the, at the Buckeye Nation. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the coming year. Uh, I plan on getting back to Columbus if it's possible for a game in the fall. And uh, I'm excited to be able to maybe even make a trip up the Triple T's. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance to see each other in person this, this fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll go to work on that right now. All right. All Sounds right. Good. Thanks again for participating, okay? Yeah. Yeah, of course, John. Great to see you. Take care of yourself. You too.